I used to be one of those ones that like wouldn't raise my hand. Mm. Um, more or less for the instance that I used to enjoy. I used to be lazy too. Mm. Uh, I used to enjoy. Um, you know, I don't want to think. Just tell me what to do. I'll get it done. Mm. You know, good soul day, dude. I feel like everybody's right and everybody's wrong. A hundred percent. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys. Come in with a purpose, and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it. From the majors to the sandlot, baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to the farm system. Fellas, 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 welcome to another episode. Wait, and the ladies. Don't forget the ladies. I always got to forget the lady. I can't forget the lady. <laughs> um, welcome back to another episode of The Farm. Uh, we are back. Uh, again, back with Jarrell. We can talk some business, baby. Money. Back. <laughs> yes, <laughs> partially money. Uh, definitely, too, to talk about uh, some of those things. We'll see uh, kind of there as well. I think um, one of the things that kind of just hit me um, but coming before we started, and I kind of uh, – I think we'll see where the conversation goes from conversation standpoint that I really wanted to kind of dive into is um, Jay, one of the things that, you know, you and I constantly talk about it all the time um, and just the definitely over the years is I think some of the, I don't want to get, I don't want to get uh, Instagram or reels or TikTok happy with this kind of starter uh, starter pack question. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think on the same sense um, is there's some, common things that I think throughout like leadership as somebody kind of gets into um, leadership is like things that they kind of fall into and maybe have to, you know, overcome um, as they start to lead bigger and bigger teams. And as, 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 as your leadership starts to uh, scale. So how, for coaches, the re main reason I want to hit on this point is like one um, it's a much different thing. And I've coached at a lot of different levels. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a different thing to coach for a club ball team. Mm -hmm. It's a different thing to come for coach for an elite club ball team. Mm -hmm. It's a different thing to coach for a high school team. It's a different thing that coach for a college team, junior college division one. Like again, for example, like a power five division one coach. Um, yes, that, you know, that might be making some fat bucks there, but also at the same time, they have to deal with a whole, like press conferences Absolutely. and questions about why they're doing this and that and answering the media and also to making appearances here and setting up volunteer like i mean and, and then also too there's also a lot of things that are taken off their plate they do have assistance they do have um they do have someone that's scheduling their hotels and that isn't the coach himself that they're required to do all those things and so um you know i also kind of think of it too like a power five um a power five coach is more like a ceo of a bigger corporation um, where, you know, for example, a, a CEO of like a startup is kind of like a like junior college mm -hmm. coach where they have to do all of those things <laughs> by themselves and figure out um, the most efficient ways where it's like, hey, we are booking hotels. We are doing budgeting ourselves. We are doing all these other things uh, where obviously coaches at other levels don't have to. Now, again, obviously this uh, podcast won't be strictly about coaching, but I do think that there will be uh, some things for everybody to pull away from where it comes just purely. Uh, we like to say all the time and it's more of a John Maxwell thing where talking about as the same thing like leadership is leadership is leadership like again it Everywhere could be parenting yep. it could be um again coaching it could be um at work um it could be um you know um in your own like personal family maybe it's for your you know innermost family when it comes to like uh, your brothers your sister your uh you know maybe you're, you're the oldest you know all these things like you know and um and then you know to also tip up that conversation as well again another john maxwell line is uh leadership is influence nothing more no. nothing less um so the, the we're not brainwashed yeah yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> just a smart man right but something that um i think 
you know, starts with that as well is the thought process behind is that you have this, this ideology of first off of like, you know, we used to have that first question is like, you know, if you're a leader, like if you would consider yourself a leader, like raise your hand. And it's so interesting how like half the room won't raise their hand, mm -hmm. you know, when you ask those questions, depending on the room you're in, but yeah. in general, more, sometimes way more than half the room oh, sure. won't raise their hand. And they won't realize that in one shape, one form throughout your life, throughout, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you are at what stage you are in your life. There's an area in your life that you are in a leader that you don't even know that you are. Yep. And, um, I think it's a big piece there that again, along with that, if you don't think you're a leader, you are, you probably just don't realize it. And that's mm -hmm. when you, f you switch it out and you go in what areas of my life do I have influence mm. and the area in your life that you have influence. And again, also too, some people have less influence or more influence, but you still have influence. And just because your influence might be lesser than, you know, somebody else in a space, it doesn't mean that you're not a leader in that space in some capacity. For example, you might be a leader in Nevada, mm. but maybe you're not a leader in, you know, the Western you know, states or something like that, or maybe you're not national or maybe you're not international or all these things. And there's all these levels of what that looks like with how many people mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z. Um, but why don't you kind of like just touch on that too as well. I think uh, one of the first things that kind of comes to my mind is like people literally not even understanding that like they are a leader or identifying as a leader just from no, the get go sure. of whatever yeah. position they're at. Yeah. And I think um, even like before all of that, like it starts if you, you know, still going off of Maxwell, it starts with yourself. Um, and so if you, you aren't, if you don't think you're a leader in any other areas of your life, um, start intrinsically um, because you are leading yourself. Um, you know, what does your, your thought life look like? What does your routines look like? Your habits? How do you speak to yourself? How do you treat yourself? Mm. Um, what things are you doing to grow and develop yourself? Because these things, therefore, like you said, no matter what level, um, you know, if you'd look at the college um, softball and baseball landscape from NAIA to JUCO all the way through Power Fives, mm. those same characteristics. And if you look at, um, you know, your Monty's and I like to use football, like Nick Saban's, yeah. um, their routines um, and what they do on a daily basis and how they lead their lives is so almost a lot of people would like to call it boring, mm. um, but it's so strict. Um, and they're so organized um, and they're so disciplined. Um, but when you look at the byproducts of the same teams that they coach, it's very similar. Mm. Um, and so what I've also what I've seen to answer your question um, is more or less um, looking at the standpoint of. Like you said, influence, um, how are you influencing others um, and what does your influence look like um, at a low level of leadership or a high level of leadership. Mm -hmm. And it, it should change as far as um, how you're functioning in those roles, but the key values and components that, um, or core values, like I like to say, shouldn't change. Mm -hmm. um, no matter, you know, again, if you're leading a, a JUCO or an AIA team or a Power Five, if you're, you know, leading a startup um, or, you know, a Fortune 500 company. Um, and so, you know, like you say, Right now, um, in our business, if you take um, you look at our landscape, is you know you for example, like you're you're kind of in the weeds still. Um, mm -hmm. You know you kind of have to do the business side. Um, you know you still have helping shoot a, or um, get the production stuff set up. Mm -hmm. um, your training, your coaching, business calls, investment calls, all these things um, is that you do have to wear multiple hats. And you see that 
um, the same things at at these you know junior college and AI NAIA levels of um, servanthood leadership. And I think if you aren't willing to do that first, getting into leadership is going to be tough. Yeah. Um, but oftentimes you don't really realize um, that you do possess a lot of leadership qualities in yourself if you are leading yourself um, the correct way. Um, and so when you say, hey, you know, you, a lot of people, um, if you ask a room for people, you know, hey, uh, how many how many people in this room are leaders? Um, you know, I used to be one of those ones that like wouldn't raise my hand, mm-hmm. um, more or less for the instance that I used to enjoy. I used to be lazy too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to enjoy, um, you know, I don't want to think. Just tell me what to do. I'll get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, a good soldier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in reality, intrinsically, I also hate being told what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, <Dichotomy>. Right? <laughs> and so um, it was, it was kind of cool because, um, you know, me coming from that, that side of my personality that didn't really explore this leader in me um, kind of got pushed towards that. Um, and, um, it's, it's how you respond, um, was kind of, um, for me, um, cool to watch the growth that happened. Um, because like you, like we've seen it all, um, when you put somebody in a leadership position, they're going to sink or float. Mm. Um, and oftentimes if you really don't, again, I'll go back to good, solid foundation. If you don't have that, um, it's going to be difficult to lead others if you can't lead yourself well. So mm. I would say always start with yourself. And if you don't think you're a leader, um, you know, like you said, look at influences in your life. And also, too, like where could you be a negative influence in places? Yeah, you know? I was, I was getting um, that. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think typically when we think of leader, we think of good leaders mm-hmm. and we think of positivity mm-hmm. and we think of. Uh, we think of all these things, but what we don't understand is, again, and um, sometimes I like to use this crude example because it is something that's super important and also, too, is actually taught in um, some, you know, a, a lot of colleges when it comes into is Like, for example, like, um, again, like or not, positive or good, infl- uh, positive or obviously to this point, um, a very terrible, like, influence on in what it did without history is, like, again, like, Hitler is one of the greatest leaders of all time. Um, now, with that, Again, he led people, again, for positive or negative ways, right? And again, had influenced a whole bunch of people uh, to do these other things. But again, like, for example, on how he spoke is is literally taught in um, how he spoke. He actually took classes. I don't know if a lot of people do this. And again, there's like a whole bunch of documentaries and these things as well on um, on just like Hitler as, as he was kind of developing out. And one of the things as well is like he was aspiring, he was an aspiring actor. Mm. And so that actually played a really big part into um, he's actually it's funny because you always see these videos of him when he was giving his speeches and he's giving these big like big, you know, very aggressive or animated animated Mm -hmm. things. But again, along with that, him as a person, he was actually um, quite the opposite. Mm. He was actually uh, quite um, he liked to do art. He was very artsy. He was very. Um, uh, he was described as like, uh, you know, like meek or, um, you know, again, more to himself and those other things. And like, when you think of him, you don't think of those things, but again, a big part of him was also again, like an aspiring actor. And so, so he actually went and took, as he was gaining influence throughout, he actually went and like learned how to, you know, uh, address uh, from a public standpoint, like public speaking Mm. and actually, actually learned how to, uh, do that. And, um, 
connect with his audience and a lot of those things that he learned in tone and mannerisms and all these things that he learned from those other things. So a lot of times through all of that, um, him being a student the same way, um, you again, like influence works both ways. Sure. Um, and again, a lot of times as well is, you know, one of the things we talk about and it's, it's a, it's a bigger piece with, uh, influence there as well as going into places where someone might have, if they have influence, um, let's say like, you know, again, along with it is you have, uh, it happens in school all the time. You can think of your like schoolyard, like, you know, bully, you could think of like whatever that is. And it's like, they lead a group of people, which is like, they have leadership characteristic. They already know what it's like to lead and how to influence and how to, how to, again, um, get pe a whole bunch of people to pull in the same direction. The problem is, is the direction that they're pulling that in part, yep. is, uh, <laughs> the direction that they're pulling in is, is problematic. Mm -hmm. But along with that, like they do have the ability uh, to if they already use those same gifts um, and those giftings that God has given them or and also to some of the giftings of maybe foundation that they've developed and now it's turned into, um, you know, use that gift to do so many things. It's like, again, you can use that gift um, and that skill set for good or for bad. Yeah. Um, and so I do think it's on the same side as like for people to realize that as well is that it leadership is not like, you know, it's, it's not purely oh, well, their team wins, mm -hmm. right? Oh, well, Nick Saban, right? You start thinking about these leaders, mm -hmm. like, okay, name your, your leaders, and you start naming all these really big names. Well, like, again, like, there's a whole bunch of people that are leading, right, or in leadership positions that are leading and, and do have an influence, mm -hmm. and they might have lost every game last yeah. season. They might have the same thing, too. Like, they might, um, again, be, again, a name that, there's still a leadership role or whatever that is. And, and again, along with that, like you might not have no idea who they are. So I think on that same way, it just opens up the yard where again, like the communication from that same side is like, you know, like when we talk about leadership, we're talking about everyone, everyone. right? Um, because everyone in one way or another has a way of like leadership. And then I also, the second part, which is, I think is like where you kind of stepped into there as well is, um, I actually posted the other day. Um, it was, uh, who was it talking? Was it, oh, it was, um, <laughs> it was, um, uh, pastor fat Joe. And so, <laughs> so in pastor fat Joe, he was talking about how, again, for example, he talked about, and I think this is a real issue that a lot of people have, um, through leadership as well is fat Joe was talking about how he knew how to play number two. Hmm. And he's like, there's many times and there's many teams that I'm on mm. where I'm number two. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was talking about for like his brother, for example, like his brother. Um, I forgot what his brother did, but his brother had um, makes a lot of money and is a lot very successful within business, more successful than him or at that time period or when he was talking yeah. about or whatever it was. Yeah. And again, it might still be true uh, today. I don't remember the exact context, but he, the, again, the main point of that where he was talking about is like, hey, like. I was hopping out the car, opening his door. I was doing, you know, all these other things. And you're thinking like, oh, Fat Joe, like he's got plenty of money, all these other things. He's like, well, compared to who? Like business experience compared to what? And compared to who? I know how I can play a number two. And there's there's so many roles in like my life. Number two is one thing. Like there's so many times in my life in different places where I've had to play number seven, number, you know, number 40, <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. whatever that is in that organization, let alone a team, whatever that is. Maybe I'm doing charts, all this other stuff. And like, Again, in those same areas, like I had influence and develop leadership, even from, again, for example, going from just being, and again, if you listen to the podcast for some period in time, um, I've talked about like when I was in college my last year where I like I player coached and majority of my job that year was charting yep. and how I turned into a player coach from that role just by serving the team and figuring out ways of I can contribute and how I could help guys, uh, you know, hit. 
and be prepared for their at bat. And so one of the things I think it's, you know, big on that same side is like how important uh, that is uh, that everyone is in a leadership position, but also just because you're in a leadership position, it doesn't mean that you're number one in this, you know, hierarchy of what this team looks like. And what I mean by that is some people have such bad pushback with hierarchy, right? And they're like, oh, hierarchy, we're all evil. You know, we're all, we're, we're all equal. <laughs> all these other things are in the uh, same yeah. places. Uh, yeah. And like, there's truth to that, For right? Sure. Um, but also too, and how I describe it, and you, I know you've heard me talk about this before is like, hey, like my role on this team is to make the final call. Mm -hmm. That's literally my role. It's like, hey, my role is to make the call and it be my L, mm -hmm. you know? At the end of the day, I wanna hear your perspective. I wanna hear, you know, X, Y, and Z. That's why you are a leader. You do have influence with me. You do, and also too, your role on this team is really important. We talked about this where we had personal experience where, you know, for example, at, you know, Planet Fitness, we talked about when, you know, you and I were over there is that, you know, like you lost an overnight employee, especially in certain conditions where, you know, our type of club setups and X, Y, and Z the lowest level employee that get paid the least amount of money, how dramatically it affected the top employee or again, your GM at that mm -hmm. facility um, and like what that would do uh, to everything else that was going on just because of how the, and you know, that and such an important role that that foundational piece played um, for your business mm -hmm. to operate. And I think that that's like a big piece for people to understand the same way. It's like, yes, you're a leader, but at the same time, it's not binary. Just because you're a leader doesn't mean you're president of the United States. Just because <laughs> you're a leader doesn't mean that, again, like, for example, like, you know, you could be COO in the company and be like, yeah, I'm a leader. But at the same time, there is, and the same thing, even with me being CEO, it's like, I still, I like, there's still, and I, I always say that, um, people would ask me too as well. It's like, well, who do you answer to? And I'm like, well, one, to our <laughs> investors, two, all the things that you would normally think, yes to my investors, yes on top of that as well is to our team. Exactly. And you know, um, I know we were listening the other day when I walked into your office, um, I'll have you kind of open that up too before I get into the other points is um, the other day when we were listening to uh, Michael Todd when he was talking about um, how, again, he was answering to like his kids and he was answering to, and again, not because they had, you know, they make more money, not because they have, you know, all those other things, but again, along with that. And so, like, I'll let you kind of like, well, open yeah, that part up and I think more. that, um, so what Joe was going into is um, he was saying how um, his role as a father, um, like, yeah, he could do what he wants to yeah, do. Yeah, he could be a tyrant if he wanted. Exactly. Yeah, he yeah. could he could be a father in, in any type of way. Dictator. But exactly, but he serves his children. Yeah. Um, and that's what I used to always tell, and it's the same thing, you know, if any, if you don't think you're in a leadership position and you don't work for those that you're leading, you're highly confused. Because mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, and this is what I always used to tell my GMs, is like at the end of the day, like, oh, Jarrell, this is that. I'm like, yo, I work for you. Um, you can call me at any point in time of the night. Um, you can mm -hmm. call me at any time of the day. I, um, I don't want to bother you with a question. I literally work for you. I do not have a job mm -hmm. if you're not here. Yeah. Um, and that's, so that's literally my job. <laughs> exactly. Is, is to the, serve you, to help serve, you. Yeah, help you do your <laughs> job. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I think um, as a leader, specifically in coaching, is, um, you know, it, it's, it's no longer, same thing as a parent, it's no longer about you. Um, it's no longer um, about the individual. And I think it's also important, too, to develop skills to deal with individuals. I'll say like myself that, um, you know, had always been, you know, first or number one or the star. And like when I when I'm not in those roles, sometimes I had a tendency on teams, not necessarily to act out, but like be a prima donna or catch your attitude. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, how do you how do you 
deal with that player? How do you yeah. maneuver that energy into something positive versus having this person just, you know, maybe quit the team or walk off, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, but a lot of what that comes into is as a leader, you know, what kind of culture? And that, that's what I kind of heard you saying. What kind of culture are you creating? Yeah. Are you creating a culture where, you know, your, your staff of coaches are interested in what's going on in the player's, um, you know, home life? Um, you know, what's going on is the players' grades outside of that and also developing them as players, as a young man or as a young woman. Um, are, are they serving their athletes? And oftentimes, and again, this more comes up from a perspective that you can get from, um, you know, NAIA or JUCO. Um, I know when um, I was at Tech, I think I maybe said three sentences to Tommy Tuberville mm -hmm. while he was there. Um, but most of your interactions were with your assistant coaches, mm -hmm. were with your position coaches. And it's, it's again, you know, as the CEO of the team, um, as a leader of the team, are you hiring people that have the same vision, same core qualities, same values as you that are being passed down since you don't have that reach? Mm -hmm. um, and on the other end, if you are, um, at, you know, maybe like a smaller school, um, you know, are you still spending time with those players um, again, I always call it your, your B task. Mm -hmm. um, the ones that <sighs> I have to make time to do this, but the value that it's going to bring me is going to be so much further than um, what I would get if I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, if you again, if you're serving your team, if you're serving your athletes, if you're as a parent serving your kids, I think you're always going to be in a position and set up to win. Because um, that's simply just what leadership is about. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. No, no. And I think that's the big thing is, again, where people can get um, and, you know, uh, Maxwell will talk about this, like five levels of leadership. I'm going to reference a lot of points from here um, along with that. But like one of the big things is the first level of leadership is position. So the other thing is, is again, along with that is that, for example, uh, you, you can really um, tell it's going to expose your character. Uh, when you get into a position of leadership. Yep. Um, and again, it, you get some power, right? When you give somebody some power um, and you actually, when somebody's empowered, and we talked about this too as well, if you want to know what empowerment, like true empowerment looks like, it is actually giving power. Yep. And that also is power to make mistakes yep. and also power to make things happen. Yep. And so again, along with that, it goes either way. Just, you know, again, you're going to make mistakes and also within early leadership roles, like you're going to make a tremendous amount of mistakes um, along with it. And also too, as you go up um, and as you become more and more responsible for bigger things, like you're going to make bigger mistakes and how you handle those bigger mistakes and how you pivot and how you, um, again, along with that adapt from that other side is so major um, as a leader because again if you go into it like dude like if you're gonna make more mistakes and uh, again they're gonna be bigger because you're gonna be responsible for more things so as you go like it's not to avoid failing uh, you need to uh, you need to fail quicker faster, faster. Um, and also too at the same time um, the dichotomy of minimizing you know like risk and also doing a good job of risk uh, risk assessment um, you know, again, for example, um, there's very few times I'm going to pull a lever, um, within our company where I'm risking our entire company, mm -hmm. um, on one move. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, along with that, um, there's a time to be conservative and there's a time to like blitz scale. Yeah. Right. And for, for example, again, if you're a coach, um, you know, again, there's a time to be conservative in the game. Yep. There's a time where, Hey, we're, <laughs> we're going to play a little bit more defensive. We're going to do some defensive shifts. We're going to play a little bit more defense like here. Yeah. Like we talked game. about yesterday during the Yankees mm -hmm. game, like there's a time to do so. And there's also a time like, Hey, I'm going to do a pinch hitter here because I'm trying to get aggressive and I'm, we're going for a Homer. 
right? This guy out of, you know, he's sitting the bench right now, but out of 10 at-bats, he's hit six or seven home runs off this dude. He's got really good numbers. Mm -hmm. And again, along with it, but also he strikes out a lot, mm -hmm. right? And or again, maybe it's a 50-50 split. He's got five home runs, but he's also struck out five times. Well, again, you know, right now we're going to take that risk where it's, it's much more important for us where if he hits a jack right now, we got three runs. Yeah. Well, okay, we're going to do that, right? And again, along with it, and because we're already up by four, you know, that one run on second base isn't the, like if we don't score anybody right now and we just strike out right now, who cares? Nothing right. Like well. it's 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 we're going to take our percentages and we're going to do what we mm -hmm. can from there. Right. So along with that, again, I tell all those things back to say is the same thing, too, is like understanding like risk or risk assessment. But the whole point about that, though, first is if you can't identify and you don't have good awareness of what risk and you can't predict the risk that you are taking and you can't accurately describe and understand the moves and the levers that you were pulling, um, you're going to make a lot of bad decisions. Um, because again, along with that, if you're just like pulling levers and you're like, you know, you can't foresee what I can't see what possibly could go wrong by doing this. Exactly. And, you know, again, <laughs> you're going to obviously with that, you know, it's, you're going to be a hard steward, um, with good amount of money, um, of how to manage those things. And just like you're talking about as well, if you can't lead yourself, if you can't manage your own finances, um, you know, personal finances, you know, you're, you're highly unlikely you're going to be able to manage you know millions of dollars mm -hmm. highly unlikely where if i were to hand you um a hundred million dollar budget mm -hmm. um that all of a sudden you're going to be a good <laughs> steward of that budget and people think well yeah i got more money i have more room for error mm -hmm. yeah but also too you also more than likely have more overhead and so if you have more overhead and you have more employees and you have more organ more coaching staff or again if for as a coach here if you have a certain amount of scholarship money well, the first thing, if I want to be a good at recruiting and where we're spending money and who we're investing in and who we're not investing in, because think of it or like it or not, as a coach, that's what you're doing. When you're, when you're um, recruiting somebody, it's an investment. You're investing in that player that they're going to produce a particular ROI for your team and get you to another place. Now, again, along with this, just like a startup, if you have a small team with a limited amount of budget, you have to figure out where I can spend the best amount of money and how I'm going to be able yep. to 2x this and then next year be this. And then at some point, again, now we are Alabama. Mm -hmm. Now we mm -hmm. are the LSUs. Mm -hmm. Now we are now, And for example, let me give you a, a story of context here. For example, um, LSU, back in the day, they have one of the biggest stadiums in all of college sports um you know uh they needed they realized at the time um this was years and years ago um i think i think if i remember correctly i think it was like back in the i want to say the 60s or maybe even earlier wow. right is that like when they were first like really building out their stadium they had realized that college football was, was about to money huge. yeah the, the money <laughs> was there's a lot of money there in college football but at the same time to make that money they needed some money, mm -hmm. right? And they the school didn't have enough money to build out the rest of the stadium. And so they actually got creative and went to um, the state of, like, Louisiana, would grant them money um, based on building more dorms. So what they did is, and still today you can see this when you go to the LSU stadium, is that half the LSU stadium is dorms. <laughs> no so they built, to build the stadium, they built dorms on it. Also, they recently just did this, the softball stadium. Um, they have an outdoor complex mm -hmm. to get the, the state to uh, pay for part of the, the thing is they made part of the outside part of the building is public restrooms. So now the government is paying for part of the, of, of the building because they are offering a public service 
And again, they, that same wall that they need to be the fourth wall of their building is the bathroom, bathroom. right? So along with that, so like it's a public parking lot out in the thing. They have to, again, along with that, um, obviously it's, uh, you know, and again, along with that as well, I'm just going to give you guys the economics from the other, this other part is um, LSU um, and from the state of Louisiana makes the state of Louisiana a lot of money in taxes and there's a lot of money getting flowed back. Go so again, there's a reason why there's, mm -hmm. you know, from the economic business standpoint, why all these things end up um, coming into um, fruition and why they, they happen. But it's again, one of those things as long as, as with that is like, well, that's how they built that stadium, which I think seats um, over a hundred and like seven thousand people. Yeah, it's it's, crazy, a, it's, yeah. it's a gigantic stadium. <laughs> which again, obviously, context-wise, if you don't know, most major league stadiums um, are somewhere like thirty thousand to forty thousand, depending on if like it's a massive stadium, usually like towards the forty thousand range. So again, along with that is like, and also too, call and if you didn't know this, another random fact around this, um, which is pretty common if you watch college football, but some people don't know as the average fan is that, um, you know, NFL football stadiums are nowhere near, no, no, you know, like some of these 60 max 70. 000. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about almost double, yeah. um, I, you know, well in some stadiums, like depending on what more, it is. Yeah. yeah. So, a, a, you know, a large amount. So, but again, the same way is like a, a college football stadium, like they could fill it up and that's a lot more seats, more money. Right, which then the organization can then flip and build more resources, which then built out LSU, which is again obviously a massive brand um, that they have now. So, um, again, along with that is the same thing too, is like flipping that back to you being a business. If you're a small junior college coach and some of these things, is oh, I'm a baseball coach. Why should I learn anything about business, bro? You're running a business. You're running a whole business. You're running a business right now, and how you manage your budget, and what you're spending on, and what you're investing in, and when and where, and all those different things, and why should I get tech, and why should I get these players, and why? That's business. Yep. We're running business. So when you're running business and you're investing in and your talent, right? Which is the same thing too as well. If I'm bringing on employees, like I'm investing in them, I'm betting that they're gonna bring an ROI that's gonna take our company to a different place. Yeah. Right. And that's where again, along with that. And just like uh, coaches as well, like, yeah, the same thing, too. The guy is, you know, acting out, not producing, yada, 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 all these other things. Well, yeah, that creates a plan of what that looks like. Um, now you also got transfer portal, all these other things. And also, as well, like, um, you could take scholarships away, kick guys off the team, X, Y, and Z. Like, all those things are just like getting fired. Same thing, right? Um, so you have all of these things um, along with it. And also, guys, some of your talent can leave. Same thing in a business. Like, sometimes you're, again, can get identified from somebody else, and they, they come and pick. I'm the king of that. Uh, half of y'all, I'll, I'll work for somebody else, and I want to steal y'all from somewhere. So 100%, like, you know, again, along with it is, like, you know, talent can be taken other places. And so, you know, you, you, you do need to be mindful there is, like, again, if you're looking at these pieces, like, again, if you're looking why, like, you can't even budget your own money, now you're coming in with more money at a junior college level with budgeting and investments. Yeah. And now you're, you're having issues budgeting there and your, your investments are not turning out very well and you're, mm -hmm. you're scouting and all those other things. And you're like, I don't understand where the problem is. It's like learning more about business and learning more about that side of things can really open up a whole new mindset and perspective on how you're spending your money and how you're utilizing your scholarships rather than, oh, I have this much money, I gotta spend it, yeah. right? And it's not that simple, right? Yeah. And and again, you can give, you know, we talked about this as well, right? Like, um, you can give two different people a million dollars and, you know, again, what they're gonna do, you know, get into the rich dad, poor dad stuff. Uh, if you ever in the book, go check it out. But 
And the same thing too is like you can give two different people the same amount of money and what they're going to do with it and how they flip those investments and what that looks like 10 years from now. Yeah. You're not, you're going to have one group that literally is, the money will be gone in six months and it's all on um, stuff, terrible ROIs, <laughs> everything that is going to come into um, not an asset, but uh, liabilities, liabilities right? Like you're just investing in all these liabilities that are making you no money. Like, like in general, sometimes it can be an asset, but in general, like a car, right? Like, people are buying like a like a Lamborghini or something like that right like it's great but like that's a liability it's just a bill right yeah. it's not creating any more income for you now in certain scenarios it could right like again you it, maybe you have an exotic car business maybe you have you know maybe you have again maybe you're um it's part of the th same thing too like for example um my brother back in the day uh he bought like a I remember at one point he bought this like expensive like BMW mm -hmm. at one point but also too like he had just recently opened up a nightclub and he had done these other things. And also two people were trusting him with like millions of dollars uh, that he was spending. It's like, there is a point of, again, I get it. Like at certain points, especially in Vegas, if you don't understand like the culture there is like, you know, again, if I'm going to trust you with a million dollars, like, bro, you got to look the part. And again, like to the point that like, obviously you manage stuff like this, you know, all the time where again, I can trust you with my money <clears throat> uh, that you're not going to, I'm not going to give you the money and you're going to, you know, disappear on me i'm gonna have to come hunt you down you know or whatever right yeah um or again your business plan isn't well thought out or you know obviously that you're not doing well by yourself or whatever that looks like you know from this type of thing so um there's times where again even if it's not um a direct asset that can be an indirect asset um with something when it comes into an investment of um brand uh, more than anything and personal brand and all those other things um as well and then that brings in, when you think of it like a business, that also opens up the whole other side of like marketing, right? And how you're marketing your players and how you're, mar how you're recruiting, right? You want to get these big recruits. <laughs> but again, like you don't have a social yeah. media, you yeah. don't have a Twitter, you don't have, and every time you post, it's, you know, what are you talking about? What are you advocating for? What are you, um, how are you being perceived on the same thing? Like we've built, um, I think something like that, like, um, Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think the last time I checked, I think it was something like 90 something percent of all of our clicks from to our website or from social media mm -hmm. is like, again, we built a whole business from social media um, and like how we built from that other side. So if again, you don't think that your program, um, you know, going what you post and what you don't post and you, you guys like, oh, why would I need to post my practices? It doesn't matter. I know all these other, like it's like, again, the same thing, too. It obviously affects exactly. you know, the bottom line. And it's 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 something that from the start of this conversation up to now it's like as a leader as a young leader even as um you know hopefully if you have a growth mindset as a tenured leader you're not thinking you've arrived mm. um but specifically as a younger leader or anybody um you know at nai or juco or um starting off in the leadership is you have to develop skills mm. and if you don't develop certain skills um w whether it's psychological um, you know, can you identify maybe even that I'll give a step further awareness, um, you know, when you walk into a room or you walk into your office, can you tell somebody is having a bad day and do you know how to handle that? Mm, um, can, can you can you speak in front of people? Can you command a room? Mm -hmm. um, 
um, can you make tough decisions? Mm. Um, uh, can live you with outcomes. It, it yeah. can live with outcomes. Mm. Can you can you create vision and lead a team towards the vision and mm. right direction and communicate that effectively? And if you if again and then this these are just the soft skills, right? Mm. Then you go into the stuff like can you market? <laughs> um, because again, at a power five. Yeah. Um, Somebody's doing all that stuff for the coach. You're not doing all that stuff. Yeah. But when you go down, if you want to have a successful NAIA program, if you want to have a successful JUCO program, you as the head coach or the CEO of that team are going to have to do those things, just mm. like the CEO of a startup is mm. going. Again, if you go back to you know 2018, 2019, 2020, 20 mm. even up to even up to a few months ago, like mm. what does your life as a CEO of a startup look like? It's very different than what it's going to look like over the next five years. Yeah. Um, and again, but here's the thing: is if you didn't develop these skills of how to operate the cameras, um, how to edit, how to shoot, how to market, um, how to speak in front of a camera, how to command a room to where you're speaking in front of hundreds and hundreds of people, um, do we have a business? You know, and again, I think as coaches, you have to ask yourself, am I just a coach right now? My position as a head coach or am I looking at this as um, a leader of a business, an operator of a business, a leader of men and young women? And so I think it's extremely important for what you've said. If I were to consolidate it down, it's like you have to pick up new skills. You just you just can't go into your job saying I'm a really damn good baseball or softball coach because that's just not going to cut it these and days. That ju- and that just being it. Yeah. And again, along with it, like. Again, and I get the philosophy, but I, what I would challenge with this is the whole thing of being like, there was this this big piece before, and again, it's a common thing that's inside of baseball, is like, um, you know, if you're good enough, like, they'll find you, they'll come, you build it, they will come, all those <laughs> other things. Um, again, I, I'm just going to, you know, throw this out there as well. It's like, it's just not that simple. Mm-hmm. And like, what I mean by that is that developing a skill set of knowing um and actually connecting with your audience marketing isn't purely just putting things out like that's part of it um but in just talking about it like oh i can say whatever i want i just got to talk about it more and we'll make more sales like yeah in general like sure you post more that brings a little bit more awareness maybe it makes more sales Mm -hmm. right but also to to what degree Mm -hmm. right if you post five things and i post five things the same length videos all those other things and i make more sales probably something going on and now on top of that as well Okay, that's a small sample size. Let's say we magnify that over five years. We did everything the exact same or da-da-da-da and all those other things along with it, and I'm getting better results. Like, again, and what I mean by this is in business, it's obviously a lot more loose, but uh, when it comes, and there obviously is variability from college to college and all those other things, but there also is regulations that are the same um, that is regulated by NCAA yeah. of, like, for example, like scholarship money. Yep. Now, there has been a door that's been opened with NILs, all these other things, mm-hmm. but even before then, we're not going to, again, I, I would urge you against using those things as an excuse. Well, if I was at LSU, I could get anybody <laughs> I wanted. Well, it sounds good, except for you're competing against other SEC schools exactly. who also can get whoever they want. And you then, know? for example, I think a perfect example to look at in this space is like what Deion Sanders is doing down at um, Jackson State. Yeah. It's like he did get the number one recruit in the entire country. Yeah. Um, ESPN top, um, number one out of ESPN top 300 to go to Jackson state and not, you know, in Alabama or Florida state. And, all. and so like, again, you have to think of, and he asked the kid, you know, why did you choose Jackson state over a Florida state over in Alabama? It's like coach prime leadership. Mm-hmm. But the thing about um, Dion is that he does have 
business skills. He's mm-hmm. been a brand since for sure. he entered the league. And you know, um, you know, he's for a long exactly. Time. He's he's had businesses. He's ran teams. He's done these things. And again, skill set to connect. Again, that's also mm-hmm. one too. You talk about that a lot. It's coaching is not just being a good coach and knowing information. Yeah, it's knowing information isn't enough. That's part of it. Can yeah. you connect with the athlete? Can yep. you connect with the player to get them to do what you're asking them to do? Mm-hmm. Um, to get them to come where you're asking them. Buy in and buy in and see the vision and believe the vision um, and run head first with you guys. And that's really you know what leadership and vision and culture is all about. Is can you do that? And again, if you don't have the skills, it's going to be rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I think that's just the big piece, and 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 for those things just to understand is like, you know, I I do have to look at that and go, okay, hey, like I have a plan here where, and again, I would give an example of this is like, you know, like uh, Adrian Dinkle when he first got to uh, Sterling, like everybody sees him at SEC, uh, SEU now. Um, he's won a couple uh, World Series, and uh, some of the things that I think about like with that, but it's like when he first got to Sterling, like that program was trash, mm. like it was a private. Again, and, and even with it, like in, even now, like Sterling, when he left, immediately when he left, like they dropped mm. like heavily, mm. like his impact was felt dramatically when he left. And um, even with that, now don't get me wrong, uh, there's still a pretty good coach over yeah. there. Um, and again, he came from one of the other schools along with it, but it just, it doesn't, it's, you're not going to get another, it, when you're comparing it to Dinkle, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tough, mm. it's a tough mm. trade off, right? It's not that the other coach isn't good. It's just like. Dinkle's elite, you know, uh, like what he does. And so, again, there's a reason why they've been ranked like number one every single year. But again, along with that is he took a program that is, had never been ranked, right? Then it was like they finished, uh, I think when I first uh, got recruited from them, they had been ranked 20th in the nation. Well, they had never been ranked before. So, like, they got 20th in the nation. Great. By the time I left, we were ranked fifth in the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, then, um, again, along with that, then he goes over to uh, SEU, and again, now they're ranked, they've been ranked like number one multiple years in a row. They've won the World Series, you know, a couple times now, two times, I think, in the last, I think they won it two times in the last three years or two times in the last four years. Either way, like a lot. Yeah. Um, and again, along with that, um, something to just bring in is again, he created a program where he got guys like me, he got guys, you know, like the your Bo Calluses, he got guys where, again, like, bro, my, that team, like AI, would have, they were Sterling would have kicked the crap out of my, you know, my <laughs> my Division One that I was at, right? And again, like they, the talent that was on that team, it doesn't mean that my Division One wasn't good. Yeah. Like again, we were just really stacked, and we were had uh, again. But like, how do you get? How does he get guys to go there, exactly. right? And um, again, along with it, like of course somebody's always out there, like oh, he's probably doing some shady. He's probably doing this. Mm-hmm. He's probably doing that. And again, I'm not here again along with it, like. You could, you could, anybody can say all these other things along with it. Like, first off, everybody's doing everything they can to get guys within whatever lines and those other things that are, you know, happening there. Um, I do know Dinkle in the same way, more than anything, no matter what anybody says, he's a fantastic recruiter, mm-hmm. um, which is why literally Another he's been skill. offered at <laughs> multiple, you know, uh, multiple schools across the nation, you know, including Division Ones, mm-hmm. where he can come in and be a recruiting coordinator yeah. because he, he's always been a really good recruiter and he has a wide network of people that he brings in. And no matter where he goes, players follow him and they're going to want to come play for his school and he's going to build a good program. And so, it's hard to see, and again, um, it's like that one TikTok I posted a little while back ago with the sound. It's like that saying is like, you're right, like, 
you know, that old saying, it's like, you know, um, he puts his pants on, you know, one leg at a time, just like you. And it's like, yeah, but when he puts his pants on, he's a two time out of the last yeah. four year World Series <laughs> champ. Like, like he's developed that, right? Like SEU would, again, the same thing too. It's like, who the hell is the SEU? Like, mm. like football, they were known, but like baseball, like they yeah. were trash. And again, he built up that program too. And now they, and then they went, not only went to the world, the first year he went there, they went to the World Series. Next year they went there, they won the World Series. It's just like, again, you think that's by accident? Like you think again, like he again, he has some, obviously some different skills along with it. Now again, some p- people are also better at developing, and you have to be if you're not as good as a recruiter. Or when he was at Sterling, he couldn't just get the guy that was going to LSU or get these other things, right? Like he had to develop guys as well. And then every year, like that wasn't when he was at Sterling. You know, that was a uh, I want to say it was like a six five or six year process I think is when he was there at and there and he had built that school up to do it and then got the SEU job and then again also too he's doing the same thing now there, and they're yeah. flipping again um, I know obviously he has aspirations he's had pro teams approach him he's also you know has had you know again bigger schools and again division ones and those are things that he's interested in and these guys have, have reached out like over time and um, you know with it so there is there's other things and um, you know he's going to continue to flip and continue to grow as a coach in that same way but it's like some of those things for the people to think it's just like growing like you know where you're at and, and skill set wise of what actually goes into it and um, you know again and I was recruited by him directly so I know what his recruiting style is like um, I know um, you know he's really good at um, at getting you to talk about you know uh maybe limitations or deficiencies or why you might or considering another school or, you know, you know, this product. And again, it's a business. Why should I go here when I could go here? Why do I go to target instead of Walmart? Why do I go to Amazon instead of X, Y, Z, right? Like, and then again, unpacking that and what that looks like. And it's like, why should you do business with us? Um, Why should you do business with Apple instead of Microsoft? Right. And then like knowing how to have that. And so like as a recruiter, like all of those skills obviously come over, but again, if you start thinking of it and understanding and, and operating and kind of getting a lens of a business and when you can see the crossover um, between all of that, you know, again, there's a lot of crossover skills that, that come along with it. And so um, I think it's just a big thing when when you have that understanding that, um, again, um, all of those skills come in together and great leaders. Um, one of the things I used to always tell my uh, staff uh, when it came to. Uh, retention as leadership, right? I was like, uh, great leaders get people to, uh, to, you know, to come on board and get people to stay, you know, because again, the same thing as well, like, hey, like get good people to stay. Yeah, yeah, good people <laughs> to stay, right? Like, why wouldn't they just go take another job because they've been offered more money? Well, like, that's mm-hmm. the easy thing, right? Well, it's like, again, like I've had a lot of people that have been offered or left, again, including both you guys, that again, along with that, has been that had been making more money or have yeah. had been offered more money and come on board for other things. Um, especially to uh, being a part of something bigger, um, you know, again, tying those other things and understanding what the vision is and all those places, but also to um, having the conversations where people abandon um, short-term, uh, short-term returns and getting out of that mindset and getting out of their own way, right? Where, again, when we, when we continue to think like an employee or, again, in this, in this standpoint, you can also take it into like on a player who – the short-term return is to say, 
I signed with LSU and put it on your put it on your Twitter, no and you're like, oh, the clout, likes, retweets, <laughs> all those things. Yeah. And meanwhile, they only offered you a, a walk on, yeah. and and you know a, a spot, and they'll give you an opportunity, and you're gonna go there for four years and not play a and single thing. Bench, yeah. And I, I mean, I've had guys do that, and one of our players, you know, one of our players um, happened to be for another sport back when I was coaching as well. But like, you know, he was a he was a good player in that sport. I'm not going to name the sport because I think it would be too specific. But he was a good player in the sport. But, like, you know, like he went to, like, Texas A&M. It's like, you know, and it's like, you know, big in that same you know thing is, like, the same thing as well. It's like, okay, like, okay that's a massive – that's a massive school. And it's one of those things as well. It's like it's great. Everybody gets to talk about it and say, like, you went to this thing, a thing. It's like, well, he hasn't seen, like, a single down. And he's been there for, yeah. I think, three years now. Yeah. Hasn't seen a single down, right? And, um, or to my knowledge, and if I'm wrong, I apologize. Maybe there's 10 downs that I missed. But my, my point is, again, along with that, is that, again, along with it, like, he was a pretty good baseball player. And uh, he could have went and played at some, you know, really done some things there. And, again, so it's cool. If he yeah. wants to go play other sports, like, yeah, oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, along with it. And then I'm like, and then I, th I think it's just, like, you know, funny on that same side it's like uh, it's, i was just literally thinking in my head i'm like i'm not gonna say sport and then i say downs this is hilarious <laughs> silly goofball here i am but no yeah, but even with sure. that aspect it's like um you know uh, when i was coming out of uh, high school um uh, track was my thing um and so that was the main thing i was being recruited for and so i had options was like you can go to these d1s and if anybody knows anything about division one track is you really don't get offered a full scholarship. Mm. And so they do it based off of like percentage of your high school times and project you out of how many points you could get at their conference meet. Um, and so I was getting, you know, like 40%, 50%. I think mm. the highest I had like 60%. And then um, Nova Southeastern came around and was like, we'll, we'll give you all of it. We'll pay for everything. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, I, I could have um, had the, you know, in high school walking around these last two months, oh, what school are you going to? I could have had mm -hmm. the cloud of saying these names, but it was just like, I'm going to Nova. Like, mm -hmm. what's Nova? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I was like, this school, blah, 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 but I have a, a full ride. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, my college is fully paid for. And so mm -hmm. it's, um, it's, again, that also is a skill from the flip side. It was like, as a coach, um, how do you explain, even through development-wise, it's like, yeah, you could go sign at an LSU or at a UT or at whatever, but, you know, your development is going to be hindered. Um, at this program because of your inability to to get on the field um, to play to actually get in game to get you know um, at bats to, to get pitches whatever the case may be yeah um, you know I think again it's also communication is a big thing that a lot of people miss out on that um could go a long way in recruiting and, and and in leadership just in general yeah and I think like again a big thing there um, and to give out like a nugget that like utilizing this um, and I mean, a big thing when I talk about, and again, along with it, like I have to recruit just like you guys do as a, as a coach, or again, if you have a facility, like you have to recruit. I have to. And so a big thing, obviously recruiting as well is like, first off, it, it you're not too good at sales because part of recruiting is selling. Okay. And again, uh, people have this negative con uh, connotation when it comes to selling, like, cause everybody thinks of like a salesman. Um, but we're actually talking before we actually started the podcast of understanding like what sales is like, Hey, like. At the end of the day, like I truly do. You can look at it sales like I'm just trying to get your money. I'm just trying to get you here. Blah blah blah. blah all these other things. I'll tell you anything you want to hear to get you. Like no, again, there's an there's a ugly side of sales, but there's also the other side of it is like 
when you truly have a heart and perspective where you're coming from, it's like, I truly want what's best for you. Mm. And part of that might be, and that's where, again, a lot of times and a nugget for you is the first thing is when you go to recruit, there's an opening there is saying like, first off, like you got to disarm the person on the side. They're, they're used to being sold. You should go here because mm. they suck mm. and we're great. And all those things like, have this, like they they've, heard, they've had five phone calls with, listen, your little played out techniques of you better sign with me this week or we're moving on. Like, bro, yeah. no, you're not, That's bro. It. And also, <laughs> too, on the other end of that, too, along with it, like if he's got five other schools offers, you need to chill, right? That, that technique's not going to work. Your ass is going to get jumped and he's going to go to the other school. So instead, on the same sense, is you sh- and also, too, if you do have the player's best interest in mind rather than what's best for you, is now you come from this other place when you're talking to that player where instead you go to that player and you go, you're going like, you're like, hey man, like I think you're, you know, pretty good player, X, Y, and Z. I'm sure you got a couple schools, you know, talking to you, X, Y, you know, there, blah, blah, blah. Like, where's your, where's your head at right now? Like, you know, what's, what, what do you find valuable, right? Not, don't tell him what he finds valuable. <laughs> oh, well, you go over there, you're not going to get developed. Maybe he doesn't value development. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't like being told what to do. Maybe he's got his own hitting coach. Maybe he's got his own thing. Well, great. Actually, what I value is going to a school where I can continue to do what you're calling me about, which is I like to hit at the farm. I like to hit at X, Y, and Z. And I want to be able to continue to do my programming while I'm at the school. So by you sitting here and selling to me how you're going to develop me and how you're going to do this, this with me hitting and how you're going to do this thing, and not only do I not value that, I want you to leave me alone yeah. and let me do my thing. Well, the odds of me going to your school is very slim. And also, too, you just spent the last 20 minutes telling me how why I shouldn't go to your school. And so that's the thing as well. It's like, again, if you get into the business side and you actually start going from a, a lens of like not just these low-level salesmen, like a really high-level salesman, like you don't even feel like, again, there, there should feel like no sale. Um, and again, along with it, it's like we're having a conversation. I'm figuring out what you value and figuring out. And one of the things I always do when I'm on the phone with somebody and I'm trying to figure this things out is like, hey, like, I don't know if we are the best choice for you. Let me fit. You know, I, I like I'd like to know what you value, what you want to do. Is it living close to home? Is it is it, um, you know, again, is it school? Do you really, do you want to be a doctor? Do you want to do, like, again, maybe that's why UCLA is so ranked so high in your head is because that's something you want to do, right? And me over here pitching, you know, Air Force and flying fighter pilots, maybe that's not what you want to do. And so, like, it doesn't make sense from a recruiting standpoint is that, like, you do have to come in and the first thing is, like, you got to ask more questions um, and you got to understand what they actually value so that you can figure out, like, well, hey, based on what you said, here's what, um, you know, what we can do. Now, at the end of this, there might be some possible next steps that we can go about and we'll talk about at the end of the phone call. But at the end of the day, like, you know, this conversation is about you. It's for me figuring out how I can help you or if I can help you. And, and again, another thing is, is also at the end of this phone call, yo, I also know a lot of coaches, obviously. And if I think there's a better fit for you, well, you know what, I'm actually going to, I'll reach out to, you know, Jay Johnson at LSU and I'm going to reach out to him. I'm going to reach out to my, you know, Monty Lee. I'm going to reach out to these guys for you. And again, and I think that they might be a better fit for you because again, I'm all about 
uh, you know, finding a better fit for you. Um, you know, and also too, as much as I, I d would not like to see you on the other side of the diamond playing against me, um, again, at the end of the day, um, you know, at the end of the day, I believe on the same sense of like, you're helping people, serving people, and those other things, like you're going to, again, bring in a lot more people and, and a lot more of that of like that, that played out low level selling of, of they suck. We're good. Um, you know, uh, this, you know, by X, Y, and Z, it's like, okay, bro, well, what are you saying when I'm not around? Like, geez, when I go to that school or again, that's actually my top school I was thinking about going to. And honestly, I've already done an official visit there and your guys is, you're going to sit here and tell me how great you guys are, whatever, whatever, whatever. But, um, again, like you guys have lost head to head the last three years, you know, they have a better X, Y, and Z than you. Yes. You might think you develop guys better than them, but like. You have, they have a better record, and you guys have lost head-to-head -head the last three years. Also, too, your guys' indoor sucks compared to them. You know, like, all these things, right? Now you get them on the defensive of, like, the, the player on the other side is, like, like you're you're selling all these positives to me, but you're, you're not being selling me lies real. right now. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I can see I need, that. I need you BS. to be, like, you're, I, I feel like I'm being sold, too. Yeah, I don't, and no one likes to be sold. Nobody <laughs> likes to be sold. At the end of the day, it's the same thing, too. Like, yo, I'm just having a conversation. And the same thing, you know, along with it is like, you know, even with it, uh, you know, I can't tell you how many really good recruiters, like, for example, like you take, um, um, especially with the transfer portal now and all the things that are happening, you got to be really careful with how you communicate, um, you know, with, with players. And again, along with it, if you have a good heart condition and all the things, I think that's not a problem anyways. But like when you go from another place, for example, like, like, um, you might have a really good chance where where Dinkle might reach out to you and maybe you are committed to LSU or you're committed to Florida down the street or whatever that is. And, you know, he might reach out and be like, hey, man, no, I definitely get that. And um, look, dude, if I was you, I'd probably go to Florida, too. But just also, you know, know here the same thing, too. A year from now, two years from now, whatever that is, and um, you're tired of sitting the bench. And you're trying to do these other things and, you know, or, or again, along with it, it, you know, it doesn't play out the way that you want it to. And all, you know, all those things like, um, I want you to, you know, keep my number and I wish you the best and I'll be rooting for you and all those things at, 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 at Florida. And I hope that, you know, you don't s sit the bench one game of your entire career. Um, I think you're a really good ball player, you know, all those other things. And, um, you know, just wish you the best. And again, if I can help in any way, or if, you know, again, along with that, if, if, uh, you know, if I can make a phone call for you, if you know, blah, 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 um, you know, just like, let me know and blah, blah, blah. And, 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 and moving forward in that way. And I think it's like the same thing too, is like it, it, they already know on the other side of the phone when the whole conversation is one sided and it's like, you just trying to get what you want. Like people feel that like, and they know that on the, the same thing is too. It's just like, bro, like. You're, you're trying to get what you want from me yeah. and trying to use me, yeah. like, you know? And so I think it's a big thing there is, again, the first thing you got to do is, like, step one, nugget the whole podcast there when it comes into recruiting, is, like, like step one, you need to disarm, right? Like, I'm not trying to sell you. And also, too, it almost, like, makes them lean in because they were expecting you to sell them. And instead, you're like, hey, man, no, yeah, I mean, I'm calling just to figure out, like, you know, again, for example, when Dinkle called me, it was like, like, you know, first off, what what's going on in your situation, right? Like you were at Pine Bluff, like you know, like why would you be coming here, right? Like you know, and so I tell them what's going on, blah blah blah. You know, this is happening. You know, um, you know, uh, NCAA came in and hit us with the regulations. Um, you know, I uh, I messed up my shoulder, blah 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 blah. Um, you know, and talking through those other things, and like, hey man, well, you know, um, I think we could help you here, blah 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 blah. blah. If you know, it, like again, at no point um, was I feeling like on the same sense that like. Um, 
at the end of the day, he was like like the smoke and mirrors, and there was yeah. like you know again like you're trying to pull blind eye over yeah. me. It was just more the tone and the nonchalantness of how he was speak, speaking with me. It wasn't desperate. It wasn't all these other things. And to be fair, um, I wasn't you know going to be the guy that comes in and like you know the all star five star recruit <laughs> or any of those things. But at the same time, I've heard Dinkle on with five star recruits and all those other things, and it's the same tone, same yeah. thing. And again, coming from a place of like you know again like. Um, you know, I think um, one of the other things that uh, people do as well is that's actually funny because I think that people think it will be the opposite way is um, Dinkle was like in a good mood, positive, like in, in tone there, but at the same time, not over the top. Hmm. And some people, I think on the same way, are just over the top when they go into selling. It's like they're like, like too, again, salesy is like, yeah, well, we got the best stuff, and but it's like it's like well, it's like again immediately. You, like I know you, this is not you, bro. Yeah, you, you're not being off. Yeah, and, and and immediately you're like trying to shove it down my throat, yeah. right? And like oversell <laughs> me when again, like the same thing too is like that that nonchalantness of uh, like hey, like you know, again, I obviously come with energy and all those other things, and but again, that's just it's me, period. Are. But also with that being said as well is like there is um. There is that understanding of again the same time as well as like there's a time for me to to you know be like that and yeah. also there's also a time of the same thing as well where it comes from like I'm not sitting there trying to shove down your throat um, the main reason you should be like this but like hey man like and and the the main part of my conversations when I'm negotiating deals and all those other things is I'm trying to uh, I call it a uh, building my arsenal right where I'm building my arsenal of like and what that arsenal is to me is I'm coming up with talking points of things that are important to you, right? Not what I want to tell you. I, I need to know what's important to you, and I'm taking mm -hmm. notes like living close to home, family, X, Y, like we're going through these things, whatever those, those things are for him. and uh, Or he wants to, you know, more important than anything, it's not LSU, he just wants to pay zero for college, right? And Doesn't want to be in debt. Yeah, doesn't want to be in debt, and, and that's his thing, right? So... Those are all the things that, again, along with it is like, you know, nuggets in the same way of like from a recruiting lens is like, you know, uh, and I think just as a coach in general, like you want to get better at these things. Like you, 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 you want to shift into and try to come from a business perspective and not just, oh, business. There's a lot of crappy businesses out there. I let my again, I'm going to go my favorite one. Ninety percent of businesses fail in the first five years, ninety nine and ten. OK, so most business advice you're going to get is going to be crap. But. There is, again, along with that is if you, you pull out elites in any field, yeah. you can learn so many things that come over, obviously, into what you're doing. And if you do open the door that, again, I am operating a startup or I am doing these other things and, and then identifying exactly where I'm at. And also, too, another thing like ego wise is the same thing like, yes, big time. And you hear me say this before. Big time is where you're at. But at the same time, don't be big time. Right. <laughs> and that's that's uh, the big. You got to think. Again, along with it, like believe in what you're doing, right? You definitely need you need to believe in what you're doing, but at the same time, know where you sit, right? You're not LSU or you're not, you know, whatever. Maybe you do you are at a startup, and that's fine. Like same thing too. I have to do that with a company. I don't walk around here like we're this is Apple. Like <laughs> again, at the same time, I'm not like yeah, we make yeah, we're just I'm the I'm the da 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 da, and I understand everything about business. Blah blah. blah. No, like I understand positioning where we are as a company but again i still believe in what we're doing yeah and so there's that there's that reality there where again a lot of times too i've also had coaches on the phone um that i've talked to um and we've had those conversations as well it's just like it's like you know again like you know you and especially too a lot of kids 
from here, obviously, a lot of coaches try to recruit from our facility, right? Like, and I get it. They've tried to recruit from us for years, and they have. Like, again, we sent players out to almost anywhere, you know, these power fives that you want to go. Like, okay, great. But also with that being said, it's like, you know, again, like, bro, you're like, you're trying to flex on this kid. Like, again, Dinkle's not trying to flex on this kid. Like, the kid was just at LSU, bro. Like, yeah. like you know, what? Are you, you, you're not going to flex on that kid. Or, again, he's getting calls from San Bernardino. And that's where whatever. positional leadership really puts people at a disadvantage is when you you don't have the good heart character you don't have the values you don't have the right intentions um you arriving at this head coaching spot is good enough yeah um and and in your head you're somebody and again i'm no one to judge but you're somebody that you're not Mm. um and and like you said with context with perspective you are big time you are who you are own your stuff be confident but also you know if you're you're at you know, um, TJC, um, you know, don't act like you're UT, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, um, you know, maneuver according to, you know, where you're at and, and how you're mm-hmm. doing things. And again, I think the biggest part that you spoke on is, um, and, and they did a panel on this, uh, on leadership was what was the biggest, most important leadership quality for, um, a successful leader to have. And it was authenticity being mm-hmm. the true authentic self. And so, um, when you are that as a coach, as a leader, as a recruiter, um, it's hard for you not to connect with people. So um, I'll leave that there. Yeah. No. And then, you know, obviously along with that is like, you know, when you're kind of talked about the same thing, too, is like, OK, like there's that place. If And this is the other thing I hate about, like the sales feel of all those, the things is first off, if you do do that and you are, you know, the big time and you oversell and all these things. Your retention is going to be terrible because you're going to get the people in the door and they're going to realize that you it smoke and mirror them, yeah. <laughs> right? And they're going to tell the people like, bro, this place sucks. I wouldn't have came here if I could make the decision again. I hate, like, I hate the coaching staff. Their development is trash. All these other things. And it's like, bro, you wonder why? Like, again, just like a business, word of mouth for your school is dramatic, right? And so a positive experience. And again, a lot of people too. Um, you know, we talk about like, again, people trying to cheat that process, like things, business to have a solid reputation, you do need sample size and you do need time. And there is a time that is needed to develop enough people and also to be in business long enough to fo- so that you can be, people can depend on you. They know that you're going to be open. And I know for, you know, for example, um, there's even businesses around here like franchises, for example, like, um, let's say it's, uh, and you, you'll, you'll laugh at this, Jarrell, cause you're gonna laugh, laugh at my Burger King story, but like, there's a Burger King down the street, right? And I like to eat lunch in the morning, right? I hope that's the snip that Cody pulls. I like to eat lunch in the morning. I j- rarely like eat uh, breakfast in the morning, right? So I like to go to some places. And again, sometimes like I'll go to like Burger King because I, I can get a chicken sandwich in the morning, right? So in any case, um, I show up to this this Burger King over here around the corner and at three different times. And it's like uh, we we can make the chicken sandwich, come back at nine. Um, um, we literally are not taking orders right now. Like all within three different visits that I had to this this place. Guess who never goes to that Burger King anymore? Me. Like because I can't depend on you. Mm. Even though you're a big national brand, this franchise, this specific Burger King, I cannot depend that you're gonna be that you're gonna be dependable and and, and again like you're gonna have this. And imagine too, if I rolled up the again, this is why I get mad too, and like people talk about it all the time. You you roll up to like, you know, let's say it's like a McDonald's and it's like Oh, um, they don't have anything that McDonald's has. They're selling hot dogs. It's just like, 
<laughs> okay, the, that's where it comes into brand consistency and all these mm-hmm. other things and having, and that's where reputation comes in. It's like, hey, like the your burger probably at this McDonald's or the one down the street is going to be almost identical. Why? Because they use identical, you know, sourcing of how they get their food. Everything supply chain is all locked down. They're a massive franchise for a reason. And if you haven't gone and watched, you know, again, how the, like franchises are actually built or um, how that is, is again, like the consistency and reputations over time is like why that brand is at the level that it's at. So, um, you know, or specifically too, if you're Dutch bros, you know, it's through somebody with Dutch bros, like I don't roll up the Dutch bros and be like, you know, again, along with it, it's like the more, uh, like some of these coffee places or somebody that's making a drink, it's just like they, they, the consistency is so important because you roll up and it's like, ah, oh, it sucked today. It wasn't that good. X, Y, and Z like, well, it's like hit or miss. And those places that are hit or miss, you're less likely to go. And you're definitely less likely to spend more money, right? If I'm going to go spend a hundred dollars on dinner. I, that thing better that better be and again i'm gonna plug you real quick if you're in vegas spaghetti western slaps every time i he eat loves it. there place. is not a single time i've gone to spaghetti western and been like yo this place this is not good i have pick. brought in for example like spaghetti western for example i know i can always go sit down okay i know the service is going to be good and then on top of do on the other part of that anytime i do business deals i bring people in there for business constantly but again because i know that they're going to be consistent and that they're i know what i can expect and they're going to smack and i don't mind spending what it's going to be to be there um because of the consistency and all those other things as well so it's again as a as a school you're the same thing and again repeatable products and who you are consistently and again that's where it comes in where authenticity is so important where on the opposite side if you're faking it you can only fake it for so long, and that reputation, that's like anybody could fake it for one season, two seasons, all those other things. Like, again, along with it, you get the you get the pattern of, you get like a Nick Saban or something. Like, why do we storm the field when we beat Alabama? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, that is a, that is a, a um, sign of respect, in my opinion. It's like they're celebrating because of the upset, but it's because you shouldn't beat us. Right. And then it's expected that we win. Yeah. Right. And when you beat us and if anybody beats Alabama regular season game. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. If anybody beats Alabama. If anybody beats Alabama, generally. Right. It isn't expected. Right. And even if two, if they match up, if they're ranked three and they match up with one, you're still like. It's Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> like, like there's a good chance they're going to they're, they're going to give you a good run. You don't expect to beat them. Mm-hmm. So. But again, he's created that. And I, the last thing I wanted to add, because you brought up Nick Saban, is one of the things he talked about, and again, within his character, um, these things as well, is one of the things he always talks about with uh, players. And I read this about uh, with him when some players are, uh, come to him about playing time. And his response is like, you know, again, a player comes to him and he's like, hey, um, you know, um, you know, I, I, I think I, I deserve to be playing more. And then he will address the question right back and be, he'll say, um, okay, well, who are you better than? And he's like, the guy's like, huh? He's like, well, you want to play more, which means somebody else is not going to play, right? Because you're playing. So who do you think that you're better than? And then let's have that conversation, right? And the same thing within business, right? Like there's only so much money that can go around within a budgeting of money that we have. If it's scholarships, if it's whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So if they're like, hey, I, deser- I think I deserve a bigger scholarship. Okay, well, who are you better than? Like, okay, in what ways? Let's have those conversations. Like, again, I deserve a raise. Why? Because you want more money? Well, we everybody wants more money. Great. Okay, <laughs> right. cool. You would li- when you, I, I don't know a single person that I walk up and say, hey, keep doing exactly what you're doing. I'm going to give you more money for that. Let me know if you don't want to take that money. Like, of course, you're going to take the more money. But the point is, is along with it is like, why 
do you deserve more money than that person? And in what ways, right? In what ways are you better or contributing in more ways that you deserve more scholarship money than that person over there? Like, I know that you would like to write on your Twitter that you are having a full ride and you don't want to go into debt and all those other things as well, but you're not that good. And you're not providing as much th those things with it in, in comparison to what that looks like underneath the confines of what mm -hmm. we have available to us. So the same thing as I, I would imagine the same way is Saban holds himself to that same standard, right? Of, okay, well, I'd like to make more, more money. Well, who are you better than, right? Where obviously when you go to him right now, the reason he makes the money that he does is he's a lot better than a lot of coaches. And um, again, that's why he makes the money that he is, is because um, of how good he is and in investing in his skill set and the continuing to get better as a coach. And also, too, in the same thing, like, if you think, like, you know, again, he loses to Tennessee, and I think everybody knows by now, like, you know, with his press conferences, all this stuff, like, um, you know, it, it, somebody asked him, I, I, there's been a couple things where, but one of my favorite was somebody asked him, it was like, um, don't you just get, like, bored? And he's like, bored with what? Like, that's what the Saban said. He's like, bored with what? Winning? Like, no. <laughs> like, like absolutely not i don't get bored with winning you know like i don't like again the same thing too it's like that thought process of like a legacy wise is him thinking like i don't want to lose ever, ever for the rest of my career ever. like and a legacy isn't winning this year winning five years all these different things like you know again the same thing too is like those greats and those the, that mindset of just being like they're you that's the difference you were doing it to have a winning season you were doing it to win a game. You wanted to write it on your Twitter, Short right? Time. Like me, I'm just in the journey. Like there's no, there's no end zone for me. There's no finish line for me. That's not why I was doing it in the first place. I wasn't doing it in the first place because I wanted to win one championship, two championships, three championships. Like to him, it's like the championships are the byproduct of the byproduct of who and what they do on a daily basis and the journey. And that is just the destination is is is, is what comes of that that is again obviously with it expectations of course they want to win those things x y and z i'm not saying that but what i am saying is on the same side of that is that again it's not a hyper focus on you know again if you have this like oh it's just to get the championship this year like no no no. like when you commit to alabama like it's to win four national championships like not you know, you know hope we win this year yeah, no. you know all these things <laughs> like no no every single year along with <clears throat> it is that there's this process of the same thing too as well it's like I don't get bored of winning, right? Because at the end of the day, I'm not doing it for the accolades. I win because of who I am as a character. And also, too, um, I like being in the pit. I like being in the journey. I like solving these problems. Mm -hmm. I like, I like, you know, again, having to get better. I like all those other things. And, like, that is, that's, like, I like being in that. And, and it's that old saying the same thing, too. It's, like, the guy that's going to set the record for the most miles walked just likes walking. You know? Yep. Well, I think, <laughs> I think the, um, I think the biggest thing there too is to create that is when he came to Alabama and any successful coach you can take, um, you know, um, you know the Yankees of the past. You can look at the Patriots. You can look at the. the I'm not to use the Bulls because there was Jordan there and their organization was trash. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, maybe look at the Warriors right now, right? Um, when you look at it, is when these coaches came in is they had to lay a foundation and clear vision of not just for this season, not just for season number two, not just for season number three, but eight to ten years from now, 
um, what is this organization and or program going to look like? And so when you're stepping into a coaching position, um, you know, at a smaller school, you know, some of the things that, you know, Joey and I have said during this time period is, are you looking at it long term or is it how, how can I get a win this season? How can yeah. I win the most games next season? Yeah. Um, and rather than, you know, five to 10 years from now, how can I build a successful program that lasts yeah. uh, from time to time where I where there's a culture in place, a winning culture where people want to come here when they want to win, when winning is expected. And I think when you start there versus like you've talked about kind of the short sighted um uh, short-sighted gain um, of, you know, maybe recruiting for this year. Uh, or maybe you, you see sometimes, I obviously watch a lot of football, I'm in the NFL of teams getting put together just for one year and the next year they just blow up and mm. terrible. Um, or are you going to really put and invest your time, efforts, skills that you've developed um, and surround yourself? And I think this is probably the most important thing because any leader knows that um, unless you have a good support group or a good surrounding, um, a good team, a leadership support team, your job's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, do you have those things around you to be successful and create a, a successful program and or business in this case? So. Yeah, and, and again, and even to flesh it out and make it more applicable to those coaches, again, like, are you coaching so that you guys win this year so you can go get a bigger, bigger job, <laughs> right? And rather than being in the same place as like, hey, look, I don't control any of those outcomes. My job is to be where my feet are right now and do and take care of whatever problems I have in front of me right now, mm-hmm. right? Like grass is greener where you water it. You're going to live your whole life again. Like, well, you know, again, that whole mindset, it's like the employee mindset, like, well, pay me more and I'll do more. And it's like, no, like on the opposite end, first off, the only way I'm paying you more because you'll do more is because you've already proved it in the past. You did it somewhere else where you put in the work and you're paying X, Y, and Z. So now I'm going to pay you that to come in. But again, along with it is like, do more, show me that you have the skills, show me that you're capable of doing these things and then you'll get paid more. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, it's not, it's like, um, that same thing is uh, along with it is just like having that come in where, um, you've got to do it as a coach is like, yo, like you're not getting hired um, at one of these bigger colleges and saying, oh, yeah, well, once they pay me that, then I'll become that type of coach. It's like, again, obviously that's a broken mindset from that other side, that, that standpoint. And then also, too, if you keep making excuses of being like, well, of course you can recruit like that. He's at LSU. Bro, it's not – he's not competing against you. you. He's competing <laughs> against SECs. So along with that, when they're recruiting, he's not recruiting against the JUCO. Like, he's not recruiting against the – and, again, majority of JUCOs. There might be a particular guy, <laughs> you know, that's going to get drafted or something. But in general, like, along with that, you're comparing, like, well, yeah, if I was them, I can recruit whoever I want. Listen, I know those coaches, and they cannot get everyone that they want. Um, a lot of their schools, like, again, like, I have have players that are getting recruited by six power fives. And, again, along with that is, like, okay, and they all offered full-ride scholarships. And they all, like, again, like, along with that, and, again – just like recently, like we had a podcast a little while back ago of like uh, uh, when Elena was getting recruited. It's like she had like six full scholarships yeah. plus NIL money plus mm-hmm. all these other things where it's like, yo, I'm going to make this much money per year just in NIL. Right. Like, great. Awesome. Right. But like that's the understanding. It's like and again, along with that, like, you know, like Oregon didn't get her. Texas A&M didn't get her. Like these are, you know, bigger schools like along with it. It's like, hey, hey like, again, ASU didn't get her, um, you know, um, a, and even with that, like for a moment there, like again, the same thing too is like, like UCLA was like on the, on the block, like, you know, like do, am I going there? Am I not going there? What do you guys, uh, you know, what are you offering? What does that look like? And again, if like UCLA, if Texas, if 
you know, all these schools, like they can't get their number one um, and they can't get everyone that they want. Again, it, it's not just grass is greener on the other side. It, grass is greener where you're going to water it. Don't get me wrong. At the end of the day, again, uh, I'm saying, you know, with all these things being said, like you build it and you have to build where you're at. And everybody has a different starting point. Mm -hmm. Some people start, you know, much more advanced. Some people start X, Y, and Z. I also know a ton of people that are volunteer assistants at Power Five is making nothing. So, again, in the same sense of that, I mean, at, at the same note, like, shoot, like, there's a reason on the same note, like, again, we have one in-house, like, with <laughs> Nicole coming on board, right? It's like, she's been a volunteer assistant, and understand what that looks like and what type of lifestyle that is to, again, build another place and make sacrifices to get to somewhere else and, and again, to, to uh, again, invest in yourself and, and, and really build from there. So, I just, you got to abandon the thing of the, uh, the victim side, and you got to abandon uh, making all these excuses of why you're not successful, and, oh, it'd be so easy, and, oh, blah, 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 and if I just had, then I'd be, and um, if once I get here, this will happen. Yo, you got to break, you got to break all those <clears throat> things, and there's no way for you to get there. Uh, you're setting limitations, and you're setting conditional things, and then again, along with that, one by one, you're also the person that once that is fulfilled, and once you do have that opportunity, you're just going to make another excuse. You're going to make another reason why. And again, along with that is like, you got to break that mentality um, and, and really and get away if you really want to win and those other things. Like, you got to overcome. Anybody that's a lead at anything see, has to overcome adversity. They just do. Like, you're, you're not, if you're going to be elite, you're going to be these other things. And also, too, if you're going to do the, the test of time, the legacy, all those other things, like, you're going to have to overcome some stuff over the years. Like, again, right now, like, like Nick Saban still has to overcome beating Tennessee. They beat him. Like, every year, it doesn't, they don't just lay down and go, out. no, Alabama gets everybody's best game. You get, they, everybody wants to beat Alabama. They have nothing to lose. If they lose, who cares? Alabama's getting everybody's best game. Everybody's fired up. Everybody's mom's there. Every, you know, everybody's there for that game. It's, it's like you, Alabama, you, they circle that, that circle, mm -hmm. that on the schedule. That, man, I can't wait to play Alabama. Mm -hmm. We're going to be on national television, mm -hmm. blah, 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 the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and um, I'm going to hit home here for you, uh, for you Jay. Is that the same thing. It's like, like Cowboys. It's like, bro, it's the, nat, you know, the, the, the America's team, right? People don't allegedly, uh, yeah, allegedly, like to that point, like literally that mindset, right? Along with it, it's like, oh yeah, like America's team, mm. you playing us, yeah, you know, blah, blah blah, America's team, y'all ain't one, and blah 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 blah. But again, along with it, like the brand that's been built, all those other things. People circle that 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 game on the calendar. You're gonna get more television views. You're gonna get more looks. It's big for your branding. You have a big game against the Cowboys. It's a big deal. It's a big for you. So people are trying to show out. You're gonna get your best game. When they're playing you because you have a target on your back now because people are trying to use that um, to, again, um, one, prove to themselves, prove to others, like also to use it as an opportunity for marketing and exposure and all those other things. So you got to know, like, as you go up and you think, oh, it'll be so easier. Well, you know, Nick Saban could any, get any coach that he wants, blah, blah, blah. Well, at one time he couldn't. And also at another time he was an assistant. He played a number two and he played a number three and also two. When he was a head coach, he got his ass whooped at a couple of colleges <laughs> that he was at. Again, this hasn't always been like this. Go <clears> back and do some research, right? Again, he built something um, and really got into it in, in that way and, and built uh, that. And then also, yes, then was able to come in and bring in a lot more of these resources. And don't think on the same note that, again, like, again, that, that whole saying of, like, more money, more problems. Like, okay, guy, more status, more, you know, uh, bigger brand, all those other things. Like, all of those things bring its own individual challenges and what you have to overcome to be successful at that level. So um, it's one thing to get there. It's a whole other thing to stay there. Um, 
and that's a, a whole nother challenge. And again, if your mindset is just like getting there and um, that's it, um, again, you're more, more than likely, you're probably not going to even get there. And even if you do get there again, you're not going to stay there long. You're going to be a you know, splash in the pan and you're out. So uh, anyways, um, again, uh, definitely some things for you to like kind of unpack for your own things and hold yourself accountable there for the own things. Because again, these are also the same mindsets again like you know i gotta check myself with again it's not a leadership check oh i'm i'm you know here check oh if i had this check like i gotta catch myself when that thought pops into my head of being like like joe stop making excuses mm -hmm. like figure out a way mm -hmm. you know again over you know figure out a way to overcome this just like you did everything like again like um constantly again finding a way to you know we're gonna go up through you know through it around it something you're gonna figure out a way to around this yeah. or again we got to figure out another got to go a different route and maybe we come back and we can go that route at a different time when it makes sense for us but um you know again along with that if like you got to know that you're gonna face adversity no matter what you're doing and so you might as well face it here and move and again learn the skill sets you're gonna have you know going through it uh you're not gonna come out of the storm um like you were you know going into the storm you're gonna come out with a lot more experience a lot uh more character a lot more of those things if you let it build you uh, it could also break you down if you let it do that as well so you gotta you know have those um as well but um yeah any last thoughts before uh i pray this out lead yourself exceptionally well yes <laughs> love it cool all right cool we're gonna pray it out and uh yeah we'll uh we'll see what we got all right uh, Dear Heavenly Father, uh, thank you so much uh, for bringing us here today and um, all the ways and the conversations that you brought to us and uh, speaking through us, God. And uh, we're just so thankful uh, to have the opportunity to uh, pour into others, God, and, and, and spread your kingdom. And um, uh, we just more than ever want to utilize uh, the gifts that you've given us and um, extend extend those and also encourage other uh, people to embrace uh, what you've given them. And uh, we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well. Until next time, <laughs> Farm System out.